0: Hey everybody, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I would just like to note that before you listen to this podcast, it was recorded before we found out about the match cancellations for this weekend. So keep that in mind while listening and enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Hey guys, and welcome back to 6-Sight Culture, For today's podcast it's only me and everyone else was busy unfortunately, Um, I'm just going to get straight into the the results, we have a lot to talk about here. Um, I'm going to go into the Serie A match day 25 fixtures first, and then we'll get uh, into the Europa League and Champions League results, and and then the upcoming preview of this upcoming uh, match day. So first we had Napoli-Brodescia, very interesting game uh, to start off the Serie A week. Uh, yeah, Brescia came in and and, and scored first, uh, which is a, a shock for me, and uh, I'm sure the other guys as well, I wasn't expecting them uh, to open the scoring so early in the 26th minute, but then Insigne um, leveled things up and then Fabiano Ruiz scored the winner in 54th minute, and then after that it, it was a very back and forth game with Napoli getting the result that was much needed for them, Brescia got another loss in the, in the game. Uh, the next game was Bologna Udinese. And Bologna got a, got a very late, late, late equalizer with Rodrigo Palacio in the 91st minute. So that was uh, interesting to see. Obviously, uh, Stefano Caca uh, scoring in the 33rd minute with another amazing assist by Rodrigo De Paul, Udinese's best player, in my opinion. Um, this was just a, a very back and forth game. And then Palacio's skilling. Stealing the three points from Udinese, which is a very like um, interesting interesting thing to see. Then we had Juventus foul, which is very disappointing for me. Uh, in my opinion, Juventus were very lucky to to get away with that win. Ronaldo and Ramsey with the goals. Ramsey scored an amazing goal. Uh, really, really liking that performance. It was the best best performance in a Juventus jersey, in my opinion. Uh, but other than that, the team just feels slow as of late. Like, these last couple of games, just we just haven't been playing the way we should be. Uh, there's reports of a fallout with Maric Chosari already, which isn't good news. And is obviously for Champions League, Serie, a, we have a very competitive league this year. do we can't be having these these uh tiny problems with management and players and and uh management in office and all this stuff. So it's it's very um hard to see as a Juventus fan. It, this could be the demise. This may, who knows maybe this um we don't win Serie A this year we don't win any trophies this year we have to really wake up and really um we get into it later but hopefully that loss against Olympic Lyonnais really lit the fire in your ass and because uh, we can't be sleeping at at this time of the competition this is um as Juventus like to see uh the Febru February is always February March this is where uh, the competition just like the last rounds of boxing over here. You have to really give it your all if you if you want to win, and if if Juventus in their DNA they want to win. We have to give it our all now. We can't be leaving two one to spell. It was a great performance by spell, Andrea Petania with the penalty goal, of course. Uh, I re- I really um I really hope Juventus wake up from from the slump that they're in. Uh, but but all credit goes to spell. They played a fantastic game against Juventus. Obviously, they were at home, so that's a huge advantage, but. Uh, nonetheless, they played a r- very, very good game against Juventus, and um, they showed on why they're a quality team, and why they should stay in the Serie yeah. A, but uh, credit goes to them. Unfortunately, they just couldn't secure the uh, one point or even three points. Then we met milan Fiorentina but again, a very, very entertaining game for me as I watched. So uh, Ibrahimovic's goal, then it was disallowed, obviously. And Rebic scored uh, the man's on form lately. Um, who knows, maybe it's the Zatan effect. Rebic has been on form lately. And it's, it's good to see uh, for all you Milan fans out there, I'm assuming. Rebic scored. And then um after that, uh, in my opinion, I thought Fionatino were in control of this game. They just couldn't couldn't get the scoring outs. And then uh, Pulgar, 85th minute. Uh, steals the win from Milan and gets the point, similar to um, Bologna's tie with Udinese almost. So that that was very 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 entertaining. Uh, in my opinion, it was the like game of the weekend. Even though Lazio Genoa was also a very entertaining game, I just enjoyed watching this game a lot more. It's a lot more back and forth action. Then obviously, how could you forget Lazio Genoa? I I thought Genoa was gonna uh, win this. Would have been nice for Juventus and Inter fans, obviously. But uh, they they. They provide a very, very good uh, performance. Uh, Lazio scored very early on. Ma- Ma- Marosic in the second minute. Uh, then Immobile in the 51st minute. And then uh, they kind of woke up and sworn in the 57th minute Genoa. But then Cataldi scored in the 71st minute. And then uh, Crescito scored in the 90th minute to make it 3-2. Uh, I-, I just think Lazio were more, more wanting of this win. Uh, Genoa put up a good fight, but I don't think it was good enough. They were never... Um, they're always uh, behind. They were never really leveled or in the lead Genoa. Uh, so, um, hopefully, um, it's just a minor setback for Genoa. Uh, they played a good game, just not good enough. Lazio is just on a different level this year. If it was year's uh, city, uh, the way Genoa played, they would have beat Lazio. But it's this year you have to focus on the current and the future. And uh, unfortunately for Genoa, they don't, they don't get a- any points for that game. But Lazio get all three points and a huge, huge win away in Genova. Then, obviously, um, you got a couple of games uh, suspended. You had Inter Santoria, Atalanta Sassuolo, Verona and Cagliari, Torino and Parma, all suspended due to the uh, recent scare of the coronavirus in uh, Italy. Um, but the last game of Match Day 25 that wasn't abandoned was Roma Lecce. And it, this game was very interesting. This was um, This was a fantastic performance by Roma. And a lot of people were downplaying their victory single. It's only Lecce, but a lot of people seem to forget that this is a Lecce that tied to Juventus, tied to Inter. They, they they really put up. They beat Napoli. They they really put up like big big points against big big teams. So um, a four nothing win against, uh, with Roma, uh, it just shows like the game that they had. Lecce didn't play bad at all. They just uh, I don't know. Roma were just on another level. That, another level that game. Um, the goals coming from Under, Mkhitaryan, Jacko, and Kolarov. Uh, just great, great um, great goals by, by all four of them. And uh, that was a great overall win by Roma. And um, I'm sure Angel's going to be happy of saying this as he kept uh, mentioning it to me when I was calling him over the weekend during the games. Uh, Carlos Perez has been uh, phenomenal for Roma. He's been doing exactly what he needs to be doing, whether it's off the bench or in the starting lineup. Whenever he's given a chance, he really shows his expertise, um, and it's, it's really good to see uh, him. him He got the assist against Lecce, and then now moving on to um I'll go into the Europa League first. Um, and with the results here, you obviously had in, Inter beating, uh, uh, I apologize if I butcher this name here, but Ludogoretz. Ludo uh, oh, obviously, uh, uh, they were away from home and they won two nothing. A very um, I wouldn't say comfortable because um, it was a very back and forth game. And then they sealed um, sealed the two nothing uh, later later on in the game, and that uh, was just a huge win. Um, once they got the two nothing, uh, obviously, me yeah, I knew it was over. see here everyone here is excited, is rooting for every Italian team in Europe. Obviously, want to see the city, uh. Uh, do well better exposure for the league and uh interest started off uh very very well and then later on we had Roma Ghent. Um I wasn't satisfied with Roma obviously. Um against that they they provided a very, very good result. But then against Ghent they, they just felt with um they just felt lacking uh the finishing ability there. Um obviously they won one nothing, which is all they needed. Uh and this was in Rome so it was a little scare. Um, for me here, Um, Enzo was obviously very, very confident. He didn't care about the result. He saw the results, he said, oh, it's okay, we're gonna win, we're gonna win. Don't worry, don't worry. But for me, I was uh, a little nervous um, hanging to the away fixture as um, their, their, um, Ghent got very, very unlucky in my opinion. And if they were to finish the chances that they had, it would have been a very different result. Um, But Roman got got the win, Uh, Carlos Perez with the goal. I'm pretty sure. I'm just gonna check that quickly. Um, but but it, um, nonetheless, so wins a win. They got the ugly victory, in my opinion. And um, I'm proud. I'm proud for Roma. And in the second leg, they played much much better, in my my opinion. But they did. They got a worse result, but they got a. Um, they did and through. I see again. It, it started off as scary. Again, scored early on. And then Justin Clyburn equalized it, uh, and that that turned to be the last goal. And the one to send Roma through to the round 16 in the Europa League, where they will be facing uh, Sevilla. I'm gonna give my uh, small predictions on that later on in the podcast. But it was a good result from, from Roma. I, I feel like they need to have a way better result, though. Uh, Sevilla is a very top team in uh, La Liga. Uh, obviously, it's uh, facing their old manager, uh, Monkey so it will be a very interesting result to see and then Inter winning 2-1 against L- Ludogorets uh very great good performance there comfortable win for Inter uh 4-1 on aggregate they go to the round of 16 um moving on to Champions League now just go here Champions League was a very started off very very entertaining uh with uh Atalanta Beating Valencia four to one, I was not expecting that. I um, I was very confident in Atalanta's ability uh, that they were gonna win, but the the energy that they showed uh, to San Siro and uh, and the um, technique, it's like they've always been in Champions League, and to see that this is their very first round sixteen fixture and against a Valencia who, who aren't uh, a, a bad team at all, a very good team in La Liga, and to to go off into when they were um, they would score a goal, and then they would say, come on, guys, we're going to get some more. Let's go get some more. just a very entertaining game to watch, whether you're a Atalanta fan or you're a, just a casual uh, soccer fan or just a city A fan. Obviously, if you're a Valencia fan, it's very, um, very painful to watch. But um, one thing that scares me about this is the defense just went into autopilot mode over there and uh, just conceded a goal that should have never been conceded. Uh, that's a huge away goal for Valencia, and I really hope Atalanta... In my opinion, I don't see them losing, but it's a very, very good possibility as Atalanta's defense isn't the best, and they're going to be away in Spain, so that's going to be a very tough um, second-leg fixture. I I hope Atalanta just um, score more goals in Spain and uh, don't let this uh, 4-1 result get to their heads and they uh, continue to go into the quarterfinals, but a great result. And then we had um, another entertaining game, Napoli-Barcelona. Napoli, in my opinion, were the better team. Obviously if you look at the stats, Barca had more possession, but possession means nothing. It's all about what you do with the ball and Napoli was more, more aggressive with the ball than Bar Barcel. Uh, it was a great um great game. Uh Calahone, obviously uh uh for all you Napoli fans was a very disappointing miss for him. Uh Barça's goal was a little was a little disappointing for the Napoli fans, but uh, a one one result. In my opinion it's a better result for Barcelona than it is for Napoli as Napoli were at home, now they have to travel to the Camp Nou, know, which is going to be a very tricky challenge, but I have faith in Napoli, I I, I think they could get the job done, the result needing, uh, the quarterfinals as, uh, Busquets isn't playing for them in the second leg as he's too many yellow cards, and Arturo Vidal, um, got a red card, which is, uh, <sighs> classic Vidal, I guess, <laughs> um... Uh, there was rumors. I don't know if this is true. I saw on the TV for a bit when I was watching it, and I kind of thought to my head, did he really just say that? I checked on Twitter, and everyone was saying it, so I guess, but I didn't really see the words come out of his mouth. Um, As he walked out with the red card, obviously, he got in a fight with Mario Rui, and then uh, got a uh, yellow card, and then got into the, for the challenge, and then he got a fight with Mario Rui, second yellow red card, and the Nathalie fans were obviously booing him, and he, uh, Reports have it that he was saying forza to Juve" as he walked out to the Napoli fans, just to piss them off, I guess, a little bit more. But um maybe that will never change. It's it's always in his DNA. Um, but a one-one result, which is good, and up until this point, every uh, actually to this point, like as of recording, every Italian team is undefeated in Europe, except the one you would least expect it. Juventus. <sighs> Very disappointing to watch. Like I said, Juventus are in a weird slump where I don't know if it's a follow with the manager. I don't know what's the problem. We're just not playing like we should. If you watch the first couple of games of the City, yeah. the first meeting with Napoli, the first um, games of the City, yeah. Juventus had this nice rejuvenated energy. We were playing what seemed to be ball. We saw little glimpses here and there. And um, with some mistakes, obviously. But this was like the first game, second game. Sadie so wasn't even there. He was uh, sick at the time. And Martis Willow was um, managing us. And it felt really good. It felt like a bright future. Obviously, we had Ronaldo. We had DiBAL who was doing great. Douglas Costa at the time. Uh, now he's injured, but coming back hopefully soon. Uh, we were just playing really, really, really good. Now, I don't know what happened. It's like we just turned upside down. And it just it's for the worse. Um, obviously, away away in Leon isn't going to be an easy test. People see Juventus, they see Leon, they say easy win for Juventus. I knew coming into this it was going to be a very hard matchup. Olympic Leonese isn't. Uh, everyone keeps saying oh seventh place in in or or um, whatever place they're in Lyon. but but Lionese is a very very tricky team, especially in Champions League. Champions League. It doesn't matter if you're first in the league. It doesn't matter if you're last in the league. Anything could happen. It's, it's the atmosphere of the Champions League that just brings these, like, guys, this is a knockout. We've got to score. We've got to win. We've got to do this now. Um, obviously, there was a mix-up of uh, the lit. Uh, you got tackled. And then between Sandro and I can't remember who, which Leon player accidentally stepped on his head. It wasn't intentional at all, it was a complete uh, accident, just the way it happened. He started bleeding from the head. We had to obviously take him out to to go get some treatment. And while he was recovering treatment, getting the band aids on his head obviously. Very um very disappointed to see that Leon scored like as he was getting treated. Because obviously we're missing that center back, we're missing that space with the lit. Uh I, I believe if the lit never got injured, they would have never scored that. But um nonetheless they scored. Good goal for them. And then um the way their formation was they had um if I if I could go check now actually, they had um I know they had Maxwell they had three in the back and then they had uh two left mid right mids. And I know like Cornet was one who was, in my opinion, the man of the match in that game. And then um I can't remember who their left mid who would fall into like a left wing back kind of role after they scored, it was a very, they, tactically, obviously, former Roma coach, Rudy Garcia was their coach, but tactically, they were better than us, they did a lot of things, better than us, we just didn't show up, until the 70th minute, which is unacceptable, um, I'm just checking here, it was, uh, oh, so it was Cornette on the left, and then uh, Dubois, on the, on the right, Leo Dubois, and they were, to me, the man of the matches of the game, because, what they would do is, they would, they had unlimited stamina, they would just run up, Get the ball up there to uh, either Awar, Dembele, Akanbi, uh, one of one of the attackers. And then the minute Juventus would touch the ball, whether that would be Deleuze, Sandro, uh, Panucci, whoever would touch the ball, you would see Maxwell, Cornet, and uh, Dubois just run back and act as left wing backs and right wing back, And that caused a huge challenge for Juventus because Ronaldo was... Um, oh, so you had DiBala playing... Uh, the striking role then Cudrado Ronaldo the wing. You Ronaldo and Cotrado had no space to get by, um even though they're fast players, they're very fast players and they got by a couple of times. But Cornet and uh, Dubai are very fast players. So when they're running back, they're not gonna let Cudrado just run by him like a like a one fan, um, from last year's uh, Champions League. I guess that's ethical. or um or like Ronaldo's not going to easily run by like they're not going to let that happen. So um they they they, they defended Ronaldo very well. The Dybala just disappeared in my opinion. And even in the second half Ronaldo uh what just wasn't there. He he I'm not going to say disappeared but like a lot of these media outlets are uh, attacking him saying he disappeared, he's canceled. First came in 2020 he hasn't scored. It, it just it was a very hard I, I don't have anyone to blame for this. Um it's it's a collective collective fault. I, I think everyone was at at a fault here. Danilo just in my opinion, he shouldn't be a starting right back for Juventus. age. he should be a backup at most. Yeah, I don't I don't see him starting. I I much prefer Cudrell the right back role than Danilo. But that that's just my opinion. I, I just don't think Danilo positions himself well um defensively when it comes to um, the right-back role. Uh, I really hope he could uh, improve. And uh, the minute I saw the lineup, I was very skeptical. Because I, I, I can't remember if I said in the podcast before, but um, a lot of Juventus fans aren't a, a big fan of Blaze Matuidi. But with me, Mu- the way Matuidi works is, if you're going to play a 4-3-3, obviously, um, I don't think Udolado's a star in the 4-3-3. I think he's just there because Costa's injured. But if you're going to play a 4-3-3, you cannot have Ronaldo on the wing with Rabiot behind him. It needs to be, if you're going to play a 4-3-3, Ronaldo on the wing, it needs to be Matuidi behind him. The reason I say this is because Ronaldo's. it doesn't matter who's behind him. It doesn't matter. Rabiot could have had a red card. Sandro could have had a red card. Ronaldo is not going to run back from that wing. He's going to stay up. He's going to stay up and stay central. He's going to... So the reason I like DiBala playing striker is because when Ronaldo runs, he likes to cut in and play striker mainly. He doesn't like um, to stay wide. So what that happens is when he cuts in, DiBala drifts wide, and he could handle that. Whether, in my opinion, he Wayne if he's not playing central. It, it just there's no point of playing he weighing. But he's not gonna run back on defense, or he's not gonna when he's running up. That whole wing is open. Rabiot's not gonna cover back, cause he Rabiot's um he's a uh, he's a uh, I'm not gonna say uh, attacking midfielder, but he's more up than he is back. So that that's a huge gap. Without having Ronaldo and Rabiot there, you just have Sandro there, and that's a huge line for for uh uh teams like Olympic Lyonnais just run by and that's what a big problem is I always see but when Matuidi is there he doesn't run back up a- as much because uh, The joke is he can't shoot and he doesn't have the technique to shoot a ball as well as a Ronaldo, a DiBala, a Pjanic, a Bentancur So he's he's a more um defensive player So he's gonna cover Ronaldo If he plays striker, Matuidi gonna cover that if he if he doesn't run back, Matuidi's gonna cover that whole side. Whereas Rodriol doesn't. Um, but anyways, I I think that was a mistake from the start. Pjanic obviously just I don't know what's with him this season. He's been awful this season. He his power of passing is is against Leon and against other teams this season is just shocking. Right? He can't even pass a ball with a decent amount of power, which is alarming considering he's a starting midfielder. Uh, I think Kerr... Needs to play in Pjanic's role. And then, uh, I th- I would have started Ramsey, in my opinion. Uh, the game against Spa was, uh, was a wonderful game. You have to encourage uh, games like that. I would have started uh, Matuidi on the left, Bentenker uh, in the uh, Pjanic role, and then Ramsey on the right. But it is what it is. Uh, it's in the past now. Then Sandro, I don't think Bonucci, um, uh, Chiellini was a uh, match ready to play. Obviously, he just came back from the Huge injury. We have to ease into him. Don't want to get him injured again. But Bonucci, Dele, Danilo, and then Chesney. Um, all credit goes to Leon, though. They 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 brought the game to us. Uh, obviously, away in France is never going to be easy. But they uh, they outperformed us, and like I said, we didn't start attacking until the 70th, 75th minute. That's when we said, guys, what the hell are we doing here? We need a goal, and that's unacceptable. If you're if you're um, uh complaining about a goal in seventieth, seventy fifth minute. That just uh can't can't be happening. Obviously there's uh two penalty um concerns there. The first one it wasn't a penalty in my opinion with Ronaldo. I don't I think he was uh, going for a diving header and uh he kinda just got nudged a bit. I don't think he's a penalty too late for a penalty. But that Dibala in my opinion was a penalty. They just grabbed him by the chest and pulled him down. That was enough pressure in my opinion. Should have been a penalty. But um it wasn't given, it wasn't given. Um we have to we can't be relying on the ref not giving a penalty for a result. We have to be better. And uh we we have to move on to the second leg. Uh, they scored in the thirty first minute to And that shows from the thirty first minute all the way to the seventieth minute, we just didn't feel like saying, Guys, we don't think we need a goal here. That's just unacceptable and I, I really hope we awake from this slump. Uh, Obviously, we have uh, Inter coming up, which is a huge, huge game that we really, really need to win if we want to win the Scudetto. Um, Because we can't be focusing on um, winning the Scudetto if we're just going to be in a slump and losing to Inter, which is a huge game. We must win. Anyway, that was uh, Champions League and Europa League. Um, Staying on this topic, I'm just going to give my predictions. I think Atalanta would progress through. To the quarterfinals. I think uh, Napoli is going to progress through. I think Juventus is going to turn it around and progress through, hopefully. I think Roma, that's going to be a very challenging uh, game against Sevilla. Um, I think they will progress to the uh, uh, the quarterfinals and then uh, obviously Inter against another uh, Spanish side in La Liga. I think they're going to progress through too, hopefully. Moving on uh, to my predictions of the Match day 26 for yeah. Serie. see you have a. I don't have the list in front of me, but I know that Juventus Inter's one, where the game is going to be behind closed doors because again the recent coronavirus outbreak in Italy. Um, I'm just gonna give my opinions on that quickly. I I don't agree with this. I think um, obviously public health is number one. You have to um, you have to protect the city and the and the um, the people you don't want the, the virus getting any more worse than it is right now but at the same time uh their their reasoning of not postponing the game is just idiotic in my opinion i think from now to the end of the season you have more than enough time to postpone uh a game whether you just postpone it to next week or the week after in a midweek i think it's you're more than capable to do that I don't understand why it's, they're not getting postponed uh for me uh I know it's a couple games. I know it's not just Juventus inter, but going off that example, I think commercially and um 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 I can't think of the word I'm gonna use, but it makes more sense if you postpone the game and let's say you have like um on the last day of the of the city yeah. It would just make that much more of an entertaining league. Obviously, you're, um if you go into it, if Inter and Juventus are still close at the end of the season, let's say it's um the way the table is now, you have the last day of the Serie A, last match day. Whoever wins between Juventus and Inter wins Suleto. I think that's an incredible like that. You could market that so much more than what it is now. Of just having the game cl- played behind closed doors, because obviously this isn't just like an ordinary. It's not like a Juventus Lecce. This isn't like obviously fans are important in every game, but this is the d'Italia. You're gonna you're you're really gonna have no fans during this, especially in a huge game like this with the points being so clear. It's not like Juventus are like like the Premier League where it's twenty twenty nine points clear of second place. And then they're facing. Obviously it's still it's still gonna be a big game, but it's not gonna be like if you lose, oh wow, I'm gonna be 16 points clear now. Or uh in that sort, it's it's this is like if Inter win, I'm pretty sure that brings them to first place in the in the table. So it just it's just alarming to see. If Inter do win, they would be on fifty seven with that game in hand against Sampdoria, so there would be 60 points, let's say, thinking that they win against Sampdoria, there would be 60 points, uh, which would bring them to first place on goal difference, because on head-to-head it would be tied, so that's a huge game, and you're going to have it played behind closed doors, nonetheless, um, I think this is um, good for Juventus in a way a really good wake-up call. You're not going to have the fans there to motivate you and cheer you on. So you really have to motivate each other, uh, the players. And um, same goes for Inter. You're not going to have the away fans cheering you on, or you're not going to have the home fans booing you so there's no distractions. So both teams are just in it. They're just going to focus. All they're going to hear is themselves, mainly the manager screaming, and then they're going to hear for Juventus, you're going to hear the the I like to call it Juventus cheerleader over there, Carlo Pensolio, a wonderful man, and he's just gonna cheer cheer on. That's what's gonna be important. The bench is gonna be the main factor in this game. The bench has to be has to be yelling. They have to be cheering on uh whether it's Inter's bench or Juventus's bench, they have to be cheering him on. Uh they have to uh it's just a, a game of focus and a must win for both sides. So, it's going to be very, very um, interesting to see. Uh, I think, if we're going to go into the score predictions right now, I'm going to go from the top, but I'm going to start with Juventus-Inter, as I just talked about it. I want to say Juventus is going to win, and I'm going to, but I'm not going to be surprised if Inter win, based on the slump that we're in. So, right now, as it stands, I'm going to say Juventus is going to win Two one, I think it's gonna be a very ugly game back and forth. We're gonna just get a very very ugly late goal to to seal the win. Um, I don't think we're gonna play any types of sadie ball like we did in the first first fixture against the Inter where we got the one nothing win. I don't think it's gonna be anything like that. I think we're gonna we're worse than when we when we faced them the first time. Um, but if Juventus lose, I'm not going to be surprised at the end of the day. You have quality Inter. They're on form. They've been playing very, very well lately in Europe and in Serie Uh Ericsson's starting to s- establish himself in the starting eleven, And um, they need this win. I'm not going to say more than Juventus does, but uh, in a way they do because Juventus is in first. And if they want to win the Scudetto, they have to beat up. Um, they have to beat Juventus to get a huge lead in that. So um, I think they're gonna be, uh, and obviously Antonio Conte, he he has no no quit in him. He's all fight. He's gonna bring the he's gonna bring the uh, the factor in the game. He's gonna be a main factor. I th- I th- I do think Juventus is gonna win two one. I'm not gonna bet against my team, but uh, at the same time, if Inter win, I won't be surprised. I just really hope Juventus awake from this funk. And uh, do what they need to do. Moving on, we have Lazio, Bologna. Lazio's home. Um, I'm just gonna spitfire these. I'm gonna say two nothing win for Lazio. I think they're just on too top of team team, uh, too top of form for Bologna to stop them in their tracks. With the Nesi Fiorentina, with the Nesi hosts. Um. I think it's gonna be a one-one. Mm, no, I'll I'll say it. I'll say a, a three-two win for Fiorentina. I think um, it's gonna be a back-and-forth game. Napoli Torino. That's an outlier for a game of the weekend, in my opinion. You, or the game of the weekend always has to be Juventus center, but Napoli Torino is gonna to be a very interesting game to watch. Um. Based on Napoli's form, I think. Uh, after their tie against Barcelona, which is a good result for them and a bad result for them, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be on a great form. They're at home, so that's a huge factor. I think it's gonna be a two nothing win for Napoli. Milan Genoa. I think is coming away with this win. Uh three, one Genoa. Away in Milan. It's gonna be a tough game, but I think I think is just um gonna be pissed about that Lazio game. They're going to come in and, uh, upset Milan. Uh, Milan's not going to see it coming. I see 3-1 Genoa. Lecce-Atalanta. That is... Wow, that's actually a big game. Obviously, Atalanta's in form. Lecce just lost 4-0 to Romo, but beside that game, they've beaten... uh, They tied Juventus, Inter, beat Napoli. So, um... And there it's in Lecce, actually. I... You know, I think Atalanta's is going to be tied from a Champions League. And I think they're going to win. I think Lecce is going to uh, provide a 3-3 draw. 3-3 draw, yeah. Part of my spell, I'm just going to spell. I, I, this game could go either way. I think it's going to be a one nothing win for spell. bless Brescia. 2-0 for Sassuolo, no, I'll say 3 three nothing for Sassuolo. Lesley just they haven't been impressing me lately. Cagliari-Roma, oof, Roma's away. Just had Europa League. Um, I, say, I say, I'm going to go for a shock here. I'm going to say 3 nothing Cagliari. And then I said Juventus-Inter, I said it was going to be 2-1 Juventus, but I could see that game going either way. And then on the Monday, actually, Sampdoria vs Verona. I'm gonna say Jales, Verona one nothing to Sampdoria, so Verona taking that win. Uh, is there anything else that uh, I need to talk about? There's... Um, I think that's all for the podcast today, guys. Uh apologies for going out late. Obviously when you see it, chances are it's either you see this uh before the Lazio game tomorrow or you'll watch it after. Like maybe in between the Lazio and uh Fiorentino game, or just whenever you have time. Uh but this will be releasing before the Lazio game. I'm currently recording uh, late, late on the Friday night. So I, I hope uh, you guys enjoy a great uh, weekend of Calcio. Let's hope uh, for a very entertaining uh, games, a very entertaining Derby d'Italia, and let's hope uh, uh, let, let's hope everything goes well in Europe for all Italian teams here. Thank you, Good ciao. Am I late? My thing from barking, 7 a.m. in the morning. She's calling, I'm yawning. She's jarring, no stalling. I'm icy. I got a tick from my head to my feet, that's Nike.